Are we doing a small intro, maybe for people who are not keen, you know, not knowledgeable or uh, have no clue what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, of course. Hi, this is Steve Bogner. Managing Partner at Insight Consulting Partners, and this is the SAP HCM Insights Podcast. And today we have special guest Sherry Meyer from ASUG. So we have Martin Gillette and Brandon Toombs, Jarrett Pazahanik, uh, myself, Steve Bogner. And so we're going to talk about a couple of things today. One is we're going to talk about ASUG, which is Sherry's specialty. Um, and we'll talk about the annual conference. We'll talk about Recharge HR, um, other things regarding ASUG, and then we're going to talk about the Success Factors Analyst Summit that was held this week. Um, Brandon and Jarrett and Sherry were there, so we'll get uh, some insights from them and, and talk about that. And um, hopefully that'll give us enough and we'll wrap it up. So, Sherry, we have uh, the ASUG annual conference coming up, held in conjunction with Sapphire, right? And, um, you know, I think you've been planning a lot of great stuff for that. And, you know, I think, um, you know, we always tell our listeners to, to get involved in user groups, get involved in ASUG, get involved in DSAG, get involved in whatever your country's SAP user group is, because it's a great chance to network and a great chance to influence SAP and, and get some good education, too. So um, I'm glad that you're here. Can you tell us um, what do you have in store for uh, the annual conference this year? Well, first of all, let me just say that none of this would happen without our volunteers. So it's not so much what I personally have in store for you as much as it is the volunteers and their personal time putting this together. Um, we have great tracks. We have 28 education hours just on HR stuff alone. Um, we have stories from everyone from people who are on-premise and just making it better on-premise to um, journeying to the cloud to being on the cloud. And, of course, we have all of SAP's roadmaps. Um, we also have Mike Etling doing, um, a, we have asked in the last two years to do a keynote just for HR. Um, it's really nice because it gets all the HR people in one place before we start heading mm -hmm. up to separate rooms. Um, and that will be Tuesday at 11. And he's bringing several customers with him. So we'll actually be talking about customers about how they're making their digital transformation journey. And then we go off into the other 27 hours of education. Um, some of the neat, really neat ones, by the way, are Erie Insurance is going to present their journey to the cloud. And I heard them speak last year about not on the same topic, but it was clear that they were journeying to the cloud um, at the SHRM conference. So um, that should be a really good story. Um, and, you know, the usual is like University of Cincinnati, they're doing so much with talent acquisition. They've got a hybrid program going. They'll be there. Um, trying to think of some yeah, they're customers. they're an old customer of mine. Are they really? I talked with yeah, I talked with them about that on their uh, implementation with success factors and their hybrid implementation. And you know, like like most people, um, they've learned some things. They had a little bit of a false start and uh, learned from it and uh, put together, I think, a really really good implementation there and uh, learned some lessons for the next one too. You know, I, I can't reveal too much, but I've spoken to Whirlpool this week. I've been following their story. They'll be going live with a bunch of success factors stuff, including Employee Central in the U.S. on in July of 2017. And you're absolutely right. There's a lot of lessons to be learned, which is where you know being able to talk to these customers comes in handy. 
it's a lot like the on-premise story of when we implemented, but there's also a lot of new wrinkles too that they're finding. Yeah, exactly. So Sherry, remind us once again, I'll, I'll put a link in the podcast for people, but what are the dates on the conference? The conference is May 17th through the 19th, but May 16th we have um, our pre-conference day, which is uh, ASA delivered education only. Um, SAP typically mm -hmm. isn't there that day. Um, and it's kind of a nice way to start the conference because you get to meet with people in smaller group before 15,000 people arrive <laughs> yeah. and you get deep dives into education. So um, May 16th is uh, Recharge HR on Talent, a workforce yeah. but it's unplugged, which is not about the product. It's about how do you get there, helping HR start um, or better their practices or even just define what analytics is. Um, and there's two special programs that are being delivered by SAP. One is a Success Factors 101. Um, straight from their training managers, um, and it's meant for anybody. You know, if you just want to go in and you don't believe it, you're not starting it, you're on a project team, you're a CIO, you're a CFO, you get hands-on experience with the system. Uh, and the other one is an accreditation program with success factors. Great. Hey, Sherry, this is Brandon. Um, uh, it was good to see you this week. And one of the things that uh, you and I were talking about that I think you're, that our listeners would be interested in is uh, the processes that you're going through to kind of reach out to uh, the Success Factors community uh, uh, and bring them into the ASUG umbrella. So if you want to talk about that a little bit and explain how that works to our listeners. Well, thanks for bringing that up. Actually, the community has changed so much since last year. If you go out to our community webpage, I think you'll see that. We now have special interest groups, not just for the on-premise, but for each of the Success Factors products. And what happens with those special interest groups is, those of you who are familiar with the ASUG model, of course, they collaborate online. They have these particular new groups, like to have monthly town halls. They're small enough and just learning how to network together that um, they'll, we'll just get on a phone with them and we might do a presentation. We might just talk through what are your issues, um, what's happening with you, where are you at right now. Um, they're building community. And each of those leaders for those special interest groups then go to the product advisory boards. They're invited to go and participate and represent all of the communities, our ASA community's feedback and input on what they want to see that should be in the, included in the next enhancement or what's not quite working right. So that's a real strong way to get into the success factor stream and meet the product managers, um, talk to other customers about what they're doing. It's, it's And it's been kind of fun too to see that community growing. It's almost like when we started years ago just building a community and it gives people the chance to do face-to-face -face stuff or virtual stuff year-round. That's great. I mean, I, I like what you're doing with uh, ASUG, Sherry, with the I like the whole recharge HR uh, umbrella that you've, you've put out there. Um, you know, you've been giving customers a lot of opportunities to learn more, to do more, to network more. Um, I, I just think it's great. And, and I really, you know, encourage people to take advantage of that. Um, you know, any SAP Success Factors customers, you know, can, can be part of ASUG. And, you know, uh, it's one of these things where the more you contribute, the more you participate, the more you get back out of it. Yeah, actually, we're starting to offer individual memberships for success factors. So we recognize that there's a lot of customers that don't have the ERP model with SAP. They're just using success right. factors. And so an individual membership for someone in your organization might make a lot of sense to figure out what it's all about. 
Um, and that's only $299 and you get discounts on the conference and things like that. So it's well worth it. Um, but I, yep. I like the Recharge HR a lot because um, I think when people think of ASA, they often think we're a technical crew. And there are, of course, industry groups and process groups. And the HR community has always been more process focused. And a lot of what we're doing mm -hmm. with Recharge HR is to talk about what, what's the business case first. And then we'll talk about solutions. And, you know, of course, I actually have people in the community now that run Workday or Oracle or PeopleSoft, but they run one module of success factors and they're interested and they're engaged. So we're, we're making a, a lot of headway with that, putting that outside of the firewall of ASUG and starting to talk to more people and getting the conversations to be more about business and trends and um, thought leadership. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and one of the things that jumps out to me is $299 a year is a no-brainer for success factors customers because I firsthand tried to attend as many ASOG webinars as I can, or I review the presentations afterwards. And, and I can tell you that there is probably, I mean, Sherry would know the exact number, but I would guess over the course of the year, there's at least a hundred plus presentations, webinars. She has Mike Etling coming on a couple times a year. I, I know that David Ludlow is doing a quarterly review of all the new functionality that's coming. And the information's out there. It's all in one place. It's easy to consume. And, and and that's just one benefit you're getting, uh, you know, being an ASOC member. And we've talked a lot about customers being able to talk to customers is the most unbiased view of what you're going to get when you go to do your implementation or what you're going to experience. And I, I just can't recommend strong enough that, you know, listening to the vendor references are a great thing. And if the vendors don't have that, uh, you know, I think that's a red flag. But the next step is, of course, those are going to be very positive success stories. And I think, you know, in order to get a, a good view of what you may experience, I think you want to try to reach out to some peer customers. And that knowledge sharing, I've seen it be very successful at many companies I've been at in the past. Oh, that's the part where I step in and say you get free consulting, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> now, seriously, I mean, one of the things I do like to do is um, the biggest question I'm getting right now, honestly, is, Who's a good partner? How do you choose a good partner? So we're actually going to start a whole education series on that because, um, you know, who I would recommend from module to module might be different and changes all the time. And it really depends on how well-educated individuals are. And, you know, that's why I trust you guys. Um, but, you know, that's one thing that we really have to educate the community on is how, how do you get started? Beside the huge opportunity to network and talk to your peers and also engage with them uh, on the side, often maybe, if not neglected, maybe underestimated, are the huge amount of learning opportunities that you can actually have online. So maybe, Sherianne, could you share with us and our uh, listeners what are the different type of learning tools that they could actually benefit from? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, webinars, as you know. And those webinars are recorded. So many times we'll have 167 people register. And it pays many times to join the webinars live because often I'm having live discussions with David Ludlow or Mike Gettling or someone else. Um, they are recorded. And um, we're starting to put those out there in a podcast format too. So people can just listen to them on their phone when they're traveling or something like that. Um, and we're also trying to bundle the education to make people um, realize that there is this set of education that you can grab. A lot of it is eligible for Society of Human Resources Management Professional Development credits, 
So um, that's all included with membership. You're not paying extra for that. You can go out and grab those webcasts or listen to the podcast and then get credit for it with Sherm, uh, which is a big benefit. And we're also moving into more um, a white paper format, getting things out there. I've been blogging a lot in various different formats and inviting other people from SAP and you guys to blog too. And of course, you know, one of the other things I do is scan everything that's going on um, and then, you know, try to re-communicate all the great stuff you guys publish, um, get it out there in front of the HR community. Because I think that's one thing we have trouble reaching, all of us. Um, I think, you know, the IT folks know we're there and listen to us. But we haven't been digging down into the HR community to help them understand. And so that, that was one of the purposes of Recharge HR and rebranding it that way to make HR people sit up and take notice that there's education out there for them. Sure. And, and linking that up with SHRM is, is a great idea, too, because that's where a lot of your HR practitioners go to, you know, uh, as a first sort of uh, stop for learning things and, and getting clued into what's going on. Let's talk now a little bit about the Success Factors Analyst Summit that um, actually Sherry and Brandon and Jarrett went to. Martin and I did not. Um, so, um, Brandon, maybe you can just kind of uh, kick it off and tell us maybe a little bit of an intro about uh, what's, what's going on there. Yeah, uh, thanks, Steve. So, um, the 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 official name for it now, and probably because there's people like me that are there, is the Influencer Summit. And the, uh, the, the I tweeted out that that I consider this kind of like HR tech fantasy camp um, because I was able to get, be sitting at this table and and with all of these great uh, thought leaders from within SAP as well as uh, uh, everyone that just about a who's who of HR tech was, was around the table asking questions. So getting to be there with Bill Kudick and Naomi Bloom and Josh Greenbaum, uh, Holger Mueller, uh, the, the list goes on and on. And just to get to see them in their element asking those tough questions. And and I got to say, uh, Jarrett right there alongside uh, with them uh, asking some some good insightful questions. It, it was uh, it made us all proud. But uh, there was a lot of uh, information shared by SAP, uh, a lot of it public uh, or that we can that can be shared, and then some that was kind of kept uh, under wraps or we're supposed to not uh, talk too much about. Um, but I, I'll just put in my two cents on what I took away from from the event, and that is, um, you know. It seems like SAP is doing, or excuse me, Success Factors is making a lot of investments uh, in order to make the make Success Factors into a platform, into a robust platform, and investing in that piece uh, so that they can appeal to their bread and butter, which of course is enterprise uh, enterprise level customers and people that are wanting to get there, the, the companies that want to become enterprise level, and also. Uh, uh, of course, the other, the kind of the corollary to that is uh, making the make, making the product um, something that is very desirable for their massive uh, install base, uh, the 16,000 people that are on SAP HR today, and you know that's a that's uh, considering that there's 1,000 that have already made the jump or or are making the jump. Uh, to Employee Central, that leaves a heck of a lot of people to be convinced, uh, or or to spend to make the investment uh, to make the jump. So th I, it 
seemed like that uh, SAP or success factors in, in particular really got that and were, and were looking to make those uh, uh, plug those gaps as well as uh, build out the integrations necessary to where those people are going to feel comfortable um, making that jump. So that, that's just me. That, that's what I would say that in, in general. There are other things that I could point to and I could probably talk um, for another half hour just on oh, things that, no. I, that I saw and heard. No. Okay. No. Hey, you know what? Let me take that back. I'm going to start. <laughs> let, let me start with what I had for breakfast. No, I'm kidding. So I'll I will hang up and listen now and let let somebody else talk. <laughs> uh, well, well, Sherry, how was it for you? I mean, what's your takeaway from it? I mean, you have a, an interesting perspective from that of of, of ASUG. So, um, what's your ASUG perspective on all of that? I came away with a really good feeling. I mean, I think their story is much more clear today. Um, in, in terms of how they're communicating with customers, but also they understand it a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, and by that I mean they understand what customers need. Um, there was a lot of talk about 2025 and, and frankly saying, you know, we're not pushing customers to move there. They have to move at their own pace and we recognize yeah. that. Um, so that, that came out loud and clear. I really was appreciative of that from a customer perspective. And I think the other thing that's very clear with this organization right now is that if you spoke to a success factors account rep salesperson two to three years ago, they would have been sitting in your office saying, we can put this in, in six months and you don't need IT. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the rest is cringing. And they've certainly, they certainly have come a long way in terms of developing product, but also in terms of understanding and getting their organization to understand that this isn't the same old success factors they sold when they were only selling talent. Mm -hmm. um, employee Central and payroll is a huge part of it. The way all of that is going to integrate into the ERP product is huge. And they, they understand that and they're talking that talk now and walking that walk. So mm -hmm. that was very, very refreshing. Um, the other thing I took away was that there are some things that are really great about what they're doing that those messages aren't really being consumed by the average person out there. And so I've kind of started to incorporate some of those things into my communications whenever I go out and speak to our members to, to let them know what to look for. Things like intelligent services or the network services that they spoke about. That's great. I mean, it's, it sounds like they're making a lot of good progress. So, Jared, um, you know, Brandon and Sherry have given us a lot of good information yeah, I mean, I think one of the big things is, you know, HR is the largest and most successful cloud area of SAP, which is which is pretty neat. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, everyone is rowing in the same direction. And I think one of the keys to that is HR is one of the first areas where they combined um, on-premise, so SAP HCM, success factors, and now certification and learning are all under Mike Edwin. So you have... You, you know, and I think that helps when you have leadership all going in the same direction. So there's no scenario where on-premise is competing with success factors and vice versa. And I think that really helps with the messaging. And, and I think that's something that wasn't in place before Mike came on board. So mm -hmm. one of the things that really, the other thing that really jumps out at me is they have a really strong uh, leadership team. They brought in some new people on that team over the last two, three years, starting with Mike and some people that he's brought in from NGA. And they really understand some of the pain points that are out there in the community. So I don't know in the past if I would always have said that around SAP or there was the funding, if they knew the issue, to make them go away. But on some of the areas that you know we've been uh, critical of the past, things like customer support, customer service, messaging, 
those are all areas that are really key a key part of their three-year plan and they're like a year and a half into that plan and and there's really some some positive changes happening uh, there's still all ways to go and, and obviously a lot of competing priorities internally but i definitely see things headed in, in a really positive direction and, and that's something that i think uh, customers will if they're not already seeing, we'll start to see um, in the coming year to two years. Well, that's good. Yeah, we have been talking about some of those points for a while now. And, um, you know, I think SAP is and success factors have uh, become more of a listing company than they may have been in the past. So that's good. Um, but, you know, like, like all big companies, sometimes it takes a while to turn the ship or to um, get something new started. Yeah, and one interesting thing uh, that Sherry mentioned earlier about the ASOG in free consulting, I found it funny because Mike came out, one of the first things he said is he loved these type of influencer sessions because they were free consulting for SAP and success factors, which I thought was sort of a, a neat approach. So I guess uh, everything we see is consultants are being phased out, paid consultants. But uh, we're publishing that here, so you know, uh, I guess we'll uh, hopefully we can keep this podcast going. <laughs> Well, who knows? Yeah, you know, they say you get what you pay for, right? Except, you know, this podcast is free and it's good. I'll say that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, one of the things, and, and this is why, um, you know, this is why we've done this podcast for, I think this is our 47th or 48th podcast, or maybe we're getting close to 50. One of the reasons we do this is because we like to share information and give back to the community because um, it's good for us, right? It's It's good for everyone if we can strengthen the community and build a better community around SAP and success factors, HCM, then, you know, it's good for the community and it's good for us too. So uh, to try to jump in a little bit on that point um, and kind of tie it back to the analyst summit. Uh, uh, one of the things that, that, that the analysts find quite amusing or, or, or are very interested or fascinated in is the idea of the SAP mentors. And uh -huh. the, you know, the main reason that we were invited is because of the, of the organization, the SAP mentors organization, uh, kind of making that possible and, and making that investment to send us there. And, and the thing that is interesting about that, because, uh, you know, of course, uh, uh, people like Bill Kudick, they can see, uh, and they go around to the different, um, uh, vendors and talk to them. Uh, there is nothing like what we have in our community um, and in any of the uh, other uh, vendors. They do not, they don't, they don't, in, uh, the, the companies themselves don't invest in trying to build out the community the way that SAP has. So hats off to them. But in addition, it's just the, you know, all of these, all the folks on this call, as well as, you know, there's many, many others out there that, that are willing to freely share information. And I don't know what it is about the culture within SAP uh, in the, in the larger community, but it is something that's, that is kind of unique to the way that we do things um, within the SAP family, if you will, um, to uh, and, and that that was definitely a, di a differentiator in some in some respects I think uh, from the, from some of the analysts their point of view because they do see the value that uh, the SAP community is able to provide in influencing what's going on within SAP proper. Yeah, yeah. Well, the SAP Mentors is a great program, and um, it's just uh, I think it gives a lot back to SAP. Um, you know, Martin, you've been involved in that for, for ages, and I know you've done a lot to build up the HCM part of the mentors and mentors in general, and it, it's a great program. So I'm glad that SAP recognizes that too. I rest my case. 
<laughs> it's paid off. So um, what else is going on with success factors, um, maybe around partnerships or education or uh, APIs? I heard great APIs, great APIs, APIs. from uh, from Mark Ingram. Yes, he posted Good. something that uh, he was looking forward to play with them because there was some uh, maybe major updates or uh, you know new features. <laughs> yeah, I mean one of the inter one of the interesting things from the partner. Um, side of things is uh, Mike used some some wording that I think is, is going to be good and he he said that they are going to be try to become more benevolent dictators when it comes to the partner ecosystem and, and I think that's been a, a complaint of some people I think customers have seen it where some partners have been able to um, have a little bit more free reign and, and really not been challenged by SAP as much as they should have been and, and they're putting a lot of things in place to hold partners accountable uh, for projects. And, and the neat thing is in, in the software as a service world, they have a lot more control because in the on-premise world, the customers buying the technology, they can have whoever they want to implement it. And I've heard Jason at Aberbook, I think even on this show, with the great analogy of buying a house versus mm -hmm. renting an apartment. And I think we've all been there and, and you know that when you rent an apartment, there's only certain things you can do and maybe there's only approved handyman that can actually work on, on your your uh, unit and so they're going to start doing a lot more things they're going to have some um, customer engagement managers that are going to be with every customer um, part of their job is to ensure customer success obviously doing some things like making sure they're knowledgeable you know re renewals will be a big thing and and upselling them but also keeping track that their implementations are going smooth they will know who all the partners are that are working on it and if partners are starting to have um, a series of, of failed implementations, there's going to be some um, action taken at more senior levels to ensure that doesn't occur. And, and part of that, they're also looking at education. They're looking at um, potentially reducing the size of their partner ecosystem to, uh, to partners that can actually meet all these qualifications that they're going to have. So doing business is going to be more challenging from a consulting side and they're looking to do some also some things about, you know, Hannah Cloud Platform and having the partners, you know, build more offerings for that and, and other opportunities uh, to make uh, revenue outside of, you know, your typical consulting uh, model. Interesting. It sounds like, uh, sounds like customer success is going to be more of an important factor in, uh, in your partnership and your renewal, which, you know, just makes sense, really. I mean, if, if you're doing a bad job out there and you're, you're not pleasing your customers, then, um, you know, why, why are you a partner? I mean, partners are there to, they're really an extension of SAP and success factors. And, um, you know, it's, we're, we're out there to make things happen and to, to do good implementation. So sounds like, um, he's acknowledging that and hopefully they have a plan in place to address it. So that's good. I think um, one of the most impressive things to me from as a customer was that there was acknowledgement that not everything had been perfect in the past and not everything will be perfect in the future and they're going to deal with that and adjust from a service perspective, from a partner education perspective, from many different perspectives and that's, you can't really ask for more than that in a partnership as a customer. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, these projects are complex, right? And um you know, we've, we've talked about this before with roadmaps and the software continues to evolve and change. Um, and as it does, 
bigger and more complex customers are are taking it on. So you have more complex software with more complex requirements. And I think, um, Jared, I think you coined it one time, it's the wild west of consulting. It was at one time with SAP HCM and it is now with SuccessFactor. So, um, you know, it's, it's uh, all these things coming together that kind of make it important for success factors to step in and and uh, put some order into the to the whole ecosystem. So I'm glad that they're doing that. That's a good thing. It's good for customers. So the sheriff's coming into town, riding in with a six shooter. Sheriff Mike. <laughs> yep. Sheriff Mike. That'll be his new nickname. Well, everyone, thanks for your insights, Martin, Sherry, Brandon, Jarrett. It's been a great discussion. Thanks for uh, spending your time with us and and sharing all that knowledge with our listeners. Um, I just want to remind listeners that uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Just go to uh, iTunes and search for the SAP HCM Insights podcast. Um, we've recently switched the podcasting provider, so you'll just see you know the the issues or, or the episodes from 2016 in there. If you want to look at the other 40 some episodes that were re- recorded prior to that, you can go to the website and you can overdose on them there. Um, and that's at insightcp.com slash insights. Um, and also, you know, other good stuff on the website, links to all of the um, podcast team. And Sherry, I will put links to the ASUG conference and all the materials there uh, with this podcast so people can find them. And, uh, you know, encourage all the listeners to go to the ASUG annual conference and um, get a lot of that good education and, and networking from ASUG. So. Thanks, everyone. Have a a great day, and uh, we'll do this again soon. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Good to talk to all of you.